Yep. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. Is the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. We are doing the Muscatine Report with the Muscatine Journal's finest reporter, Ryan Timmerman. Welcome back to the program, Ryan. Yep. As always, good to be here. Uh, happy holidays. Um, all of that. Uh, hope uh, hope all was well over over the few days here for holidays and everything. Well, we had a wonder, wonderful holiday season. I may have ate too much and I had to sleep <laughs> yep. most of yesterday to get off some of that meals I ate. But, uh, well, you've had so you have everything. You have teams that are going fantastic. You have other teams that are kind of grinding away to get some wins. Uh, mm-hmm. And it seems like everything in between. Uh, but let's hear, let's just pick the, I know you got like seven teams that you cover. So we'll just yep. pick out uh, each team and go over their first half. Yep, um, that sounds good. Uh, uh, I guess um, kind of going back to their their last games here. Uh, we'll start off with with uh, Muscatine. Uh, the boys team pulled off an overtime win over Central Dewitt, um, so that's a, that's a pretty big win for them. That gets them um, on the plus side of five hundred. They're three and two in the MAC, and then three and three overall. So right at five hundred overall, but. Um, you know, a, a super big uh, turnaround here um, so far this season for for that team. They're pretty young yet, but um, but really good things for them to already be at three wins is is pretty impressive. They're um, considering they only had one one win a season ago. Um, it's the second year for head coach Luke Torelli, um, and so. They just uh, that that was a really good win for them in overtime. Um, Luke Wieskamp led him with 15 points. That's right at his season average. And then he's got he's at like five five rebounds in, in the block a game. Um, Sam Emerit is at 12 points a game, three rebounds, um, three assists. And then they got a group of um, some senior leaders and then some some sophomores that are chipping in too. Uh, Michael Henderson. And Ralph Hoper are at like six, seven points a game. Um, Henderson's a senior. Hoper's a sophomore. And then KVN Hodges is a sophomore. He's at like 10 points a game, five rebounds. So a um, lot, lot of, lot of a mix of young and old there, but, um, but a lot of, lot of good things looking up. Um, on the girls side, the, the girls side is two and eight overall, two and five in the MAC. Um, I think they, have an opportunity to um, win win a couple games. They have a tough game coming out of break here. They uh, are at North Scott, but or um, they're home for North Scott. But um, other than that, they can they can maybe rattle off a few wins here um, coming up after the break. So, uh, um, done some mixing and matching of lineups there with the with the girls side. But Riley Siemens been their their leading scorer for like four of the last five games or something like that. Um, Avery Schrader's been playing pretty well. Ella Schrader's been playing pretty well. So um, chance for the Muskies to, to come out of break and maybe look for them to have a have a, a winning record over the first maybe three or four games here out of break. Okay. Um, and then uh, we can go to Wilton. Wilton's... Um, Ranked on the boys' side, they're at number seven on the boys' side. Suffered their first loss at the beginning of um, last week against Pella Christian. Really well played game, um, you know, couple, non-conference game, but uh, it just it, it kind of felt like a 
like a playoff game. Um, so uh, there, there was a lot to be learned there for, for Wilton's boys team in that loss. But they bounced back. They beat Durant um, last Tuesday. Uh, and that, that's always a pretty tough game, no matter what records are. But Caden um, Kirkman's leading the way there off to a really, really incredible start to the season. He's averaging um, just over 30 points per game and 12 rebounds per game. Uh, to go with like four assists, uh, steal and a half, and then like two and a half blocks a game. So he just fills fills up the the stat sheet just about every game. And um, and I got to see him. The I covered the game that they played against Pella Christian, and um, and they they get up the they get up and down the floor really well as a team. I mean, even even Kirkman at at six seven. Uh, tallest kid on the floor pretty much at all times but I, I was really impressed by the the number of times that he was the first man he was the first man down the court and beat he would beat um you know he, he picked up maybe eight ten points just on fast breaks being the first one down the court so um that was great to see uh Landon Putman Aiden Walker really strong uh contributors there they're both up over uh in double digit scoring um and then can rebound well for their position. Putman's at over six rebounds a game. Um, and then combined Kirkman, Putman, and Walker, they're all between like two and four assists per game. So um, really nice mix of, of in and out there. And um, they, they did have the one loss, but otherwise it's been a very successful uh, kind of first half for, for the Wilton boys team. Um, uh, and they'll probably um, – you know, again, some some winnable games coming up um, out of break, and so they could even even add to their total and and kind of um, even pick up some more steam as as the postseason nears. Um, Wilton's girls team is four and four, and at three and two in conference. Um, a combination of a tough ske- going up against a tough schedule for them and they've had they've had some runs where they've rattled off a few wins in a row but uh but just kind of can't can't uh, they always seem to run into a, a tough opponent that kind of kills a, a win streak but um charlotte brown is averaging a double double there with 11 points a game and 12 rebounds uh Haley madlock is at eight and eight and joslyn zazers uh, seven points, six rebounds. Um, so they got they got some nice uh, pieces there. All three of those girls are are seniors, so lots of senior leadership there. Um, so they could they could add some wins here too. Um, just kind of figuring out uh, what works and what doesn't there, and uh, 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 just um, you know, kind of. Uh, um, figuring out um, their lineups and everything there, and um, they have some winnable games coming up out of out of the break there. Um, then uh, I guess we'll go to uh, West Liberty. Um, West Liberty boys are are two and five, one and four overall. Um, Jace McHugh uh, is leading them so far through the through their first half. Uh, he's at 14.9 points per game, five rebounds a game, a um, couple steals. And, uh, and then Seth, Seth Axum, uh, McHugh's a junior. Seth Axum is a sophomore. He's double-digit points per game uh, as well. 
11.4 points, a um, couple rebounds, couple steals, uh, and a couple uh, assists per game. So um, kids that are contributing in, in more ways than one. Um, senior Ty Jones is at like eight points a game too. So um, they got some, some nice contributors and um, can – can score in some different ways, but they are, they don't have a ton of size, but they're, they're pretty athletic. Um, so, so they can, uh, maybe, maybe have a little bit of a, a better second half than, than the first, um, their, their girls team, a uh, little bit of a rough start, tough, really tough schedule. They were ranked for a while, but just recently, um, dropped out of the rankings they are at the girls team is at four and three overall three and two in conference. Um, but they, they're going to be a dangerous team coming up, uh, regardless of what their record are, it, what, what, what their record is, I should say. Um, Kelsey Jones is, uh, averaging almost 25 points a game. She's among the state leaders in, in points per game. And then, uh, is almost at 12, 12, almost at 12 rebounds a game as well. Um, so it does, does a lot of good things on the court. Um, a couple steals, a couple assists a game as well. Um, and then they, they also have Finley Hall who recently went over a thousand career points. She's already been all state uh, a number of times, three times, I think. So she could go four for four as an, uh, all stater. Um, but, uh, working in some new pieces, new coach there in Courtney Jones. Um, so they could, they could uh, very well go on a, on a run here in the second half and into the postseason. I, I think their um, best basketball is ahead of them there at uh, West Liberty. Okay. Um, uh, then we'll go to uh, Durant. Um, Durant's boys teams are – Durant's boys team is two and six and then one and four um, in the conference in the River Valley uh, south. Um, Nolan DeLong, 18.8 points per game, eight rebounds, two steals, um, two and a half assists. Garrett Hollenbach, uh, 13.4 points, um, five rebounds, three assists, up over a steal a game. And then they have Caden Meyer, who's seven and a half points a game. They, um, they're, they're really athletic, have some nice size, um, just tough schedule and kind of haven't found, um, some winning recipes have, have had some kids miss time and everything like that, but um, they, they they could, you know, um, see some better basketball too, be a little more competitive in some more games in the second half. Uh, I know their kids are competitive coming off a lot of carryover from a successful football season, and so they're, they're going to be kind of hungry to get, get things uh, righted and get on the plus side of 500. Um, same with their girls team. Girls team um, is one and seven. Only have one win, and then our own is their own five in the in the River Valley. Um, but uh, Isabel DeLong, uh, Nolan sister, is at, right at twenty points a game and eight rebounds a game. So um, she she could, she's kind of established herself as their go to scorer after um, I think she had like thirteen points over the first two games of the season combined. And so uh, they found out what works there with the, with the go-to score. And now it's just kind of um, figuring out roles around her. Uh, Avery Paper 
is at like eight points a game with uh, right around two two to three rebounds and assists and steals per game as well. Um, Savannah Miner and Caitlin Toft are pretty big contributors there too, and and it's that's a young team too that um, didn't have a ton of varsity experience coming into the season, so kind of slowly figuring it out. Um, and uh, like like some of the teams we've talked about already, um, they could play their some of their better basketball here coming up um, right out of break this week off or whatever gives a lot of teams a chance to um, get back to practice and kind of really um, work on some strengths and, and uh, shore up some weaknesses and all of that good stuff. Um, and then uh, we'll go to, let's see, who do we, we have two left. Uh, we'll go to um, Louisa Muscatine. Their boys' team is is four and five and three and two uh, in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference in the North. Um, really been impressed with their boys' team and and their girls' team too. The girls' team is five and five and two and three in conference, and uh, both teams had really tough years last year. But even in kind of the um, last couple of weeks, their boys and girls' teams there at Louisa Muscatine have played some really good basketball and, and won some won some games uh, for the boys team Ty Northrop is is up over 21 points a game to go with seven and a half rebounds three and a half assists um, and then over two uh, steals and a block a game um, Xander Bieri is right at um, 10 points a game and five and a half rebounds so um, a lot of good stuff there for for the boys team. Um, new head coach working in a lot of new pieces. Northrop has missed time in the past, but um, just uh, it seems like a lot a lot of things are are kind of falling into in the line there for in order for that program to go to to grow. Um, I guess for both for for both boys and girls on on the girls side, Mackenzie Kissel is at 11.6 points per game, um, and then chipping in. A few of each across the board between rebounds, assists, steals. Um, Bailey Reynolds is at 6.6 points and 5.2 rebounds. Um, Ken, Ken Spielbauer is their head coach on the girls' side. Longtime Wapolo boys head coach had a ton of success for the Wapolo boys. So um, they were successful last year, made a little bit of a postseason run on the girls' side, but. Um, uh, had to replace a lot. Uh, Kaylee Corbin, who's having a pretty good year for Kirkwood Community College. Um, they're Kirkwood's number one ranked uh, junior college women's team. But uh, they had to replace Kaylee Corbin and um, and some other pieces. But uh, they've done a nice job to, to both be within a game. The girls are right at 500. The boys are a game below. But then kind of re- you reverse that for their conference records. But Really nice first half of the season for for both teams there at LNM. Uh, and then we got Wapolo to finish up. Um, Wapolo's boys are two and six and two and four in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. Um, in the North, uh, Jackson Lance. Uh, it took him a while to get get a win there at Wapolo. Um, first year head coach Andy Rohr. Uh, they started off one and four, one and five, one and four, I think. But uh, 
have had a, a couple wins since then. And um, Jackson Lance is at like 18 points a game with eight rebounds, a um, couple steals. Uh, Carson Belzer, double figure scoring, um, five points a game. Uh, so um, some con- contributors there. And Lance and Belzer are both juniors. So uh, they, they'll be back, obviously, after this year. And, and a couple building pieces for for them to build around uh, going forward there. Um, and then they do have some seniors that are, that are chipping in Casey short and uh, Tyler Palmer both uh, play quite a bit short is at 8.6 points per game. Uh, and then a couple of rebounds assists each. Uh, but, um, but they could, they could win some games here on the other side of the break too, with just uh new, new coaching staff, a lot of new pieces that um, are, had to, had to take a step up kind of on the team hierarchy there to uh, um, figure out how to be successful. And I, and I think now that they have Lance there as the, as the go-to scorer um, and then kind of have fit stuff around that, um, that they could see a, a much better second half. Uh, the girls team there at Wapolo is um, uh, three and five and three and four in the SEISC North. Uh, Tatum Wolford, uh, having a really good wrestling season too. She's doing. Uh, she does two sports during the winter. Um, ranked uh, ranked like fifth at her in her weight class in, in wrestling, but then um, at 15 points uh, per game with like five rebounds and a couple steals a game. So they uh, and she's um, shooting um, over 30 percent from from three point range on. On a, a lot, on quite a few um, attempts. So, uh, good, good shooter can score kind of inside and out. Um, plays aggressively, uh, and then um, J.C. Hogue and Quinn Veach um, are other contributors. That both of those girls are are seven points a game and um, can do some other stuff. Veach is averaging five point five rebounds a game. So, um, like the boys team and other teams, they could. Um, they could see more uh, competitive games or more wins here on the other side of the break. Um, so looking forward to seeing what the area teams can do and um, seeing where uh, improvement is or who can, who can, what trends kind of continue on or, or what changes. Well, that's, it's been a pretty exciting season. It seems like you got, Seven and one teams and one and seven teams. And uh, uh, can I talk a little bit about the Louisa Muscatine boys team? Um, yeah, they uh, didn't start off that great. It was, yeah, it was like I got was... to call their first game, and it was very clear they had a lot of talent. Uh, uh, they were playing the Kyoto Eagles, and, and they're excellent, you know. Uh, yep. But uh, I, I noticed they got uh, 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 some wins, and they got a, a win against a very good Pekin team here recently. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are, are kind of high on on Eliza Muscatine and feel like they're going to fare okay in their conference. Yeah, so they they started off against that Kyoto team, and then played had to go from that game to Winfield Mount Union, both road games. And yeah, Winfield Mount Union is very very tough too. So they got right off to an. 0-2 start, um, and, and then beat Columbus and Highland, which it was still kind of jury was out on on the Falcons because Columbus and Highland um, have struggled a little bit. Uh, 
Uh, and I should mention that Columbus has been without their uh, one of their best players, if not their best player on the boys team with uh, Tim Mills carriers only played three games this year. He was averaging um, 11.7 rebounds through those three games. So uh, yeah, I think that might've been the game. The game against LNM might've been the game he left, but, uh, but yeah, so jury was still out on, on LNM there after, after a two and two start. And then they, then they dropped games to Hillcrest Academy and Meepo. And then have since beaten uh, Lone Tree and lost to Danville. So it's been up and down a little bit, but their, their losses are pretty quality losses, especially those. Danville is really tough. Uh, Winfield Mount Union is really tough. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kyoto is eight and two. They've only lost to like the two teams that are ranked in the top three or four in the state. Uh, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Hillcrest Academy is excellent. Uh, Danville yeah. is excellent. You know, I mean that. Yep. Uh, so, uh, uh, but you know that that win against Pekin, I think, is pretty impressive. And uh, uh, you know how it is; it's rough out there. You know. Yeah. Yep. yep. All the and teams they, in the Southeast Iowa are pretty good, so uh, you're going to play some pretty strong schedule, no matter who you are. Yeah, for sure. That's a uh, that that um, conference or that division within the SEIC is kind of. It's it's got a uh, some top end talent, but then it's it's pretty deep too. It's it, there's some com- there's some competitive teams kind of up and down the the standings there. But yeah, um, the Wise Muscatines boys went two and nineteen last year, and uh, just um, yeah, the Ty Northrop uh, as a sophomore, he only played in six games, uh, only had thirty one points total, but. But, um, yeah, he's at, like, 22 points a game. Um, it was a little – I checked the other – it was maybe a week ago. It was a little deceiving because uh, they, they had, like, had played a couple more games or at least had a couple more games of staffs entered on varsity bound at the time. But he was – Northrop was in the top five in points scored in the state in all classes, like total points. But he's up over 20 points a game for average and um and numbers kind of don't lie there there's some talent uh, especially at the top end of that that roster this year and they've stayed relatively healthy and um and it's and it looks like it's a pretty exciting future there for um both boys and girls teams there really yeah well it's good to it's good that they that school can have a little something to uh look forward to well uh take each team and highlight a game in the second half that you got your eye on that's uh, probably going to be a big game for you. Um, um, well, I would say um, for the Muscatine boys, I, this next game coming up, they're at North Scott coming out of break on the third. Uh, I think that'll be um, – I think that could – do a lot in the way of, of um, showing what uh, what they are. Um, had, had some surprising wins this season, and it's kind of getting to the point where each win is a little less surprising. And uh, North Scott's a really good team, and so um, so just kind of showing what uh, they can do there for the Muscatine girls. Um, they uh, have North Scott. That'll be a tough game for them, but then they come back with. Um, they're at Davenport West on the sixth, 
And so um, that starts uh, after that. They have um, Central after that, then a tough game against PV and then Clinton. So um, they should expect to win uh, two, two to three, probably three of those games. And so um, I guess that little span starting with the Davenport West game will be one to kind of watch to see if they could get things um, a little turned around there and get some wins in the second half for the Muskie girls. Um, for Columbus, um, their boys and girls teams play uh, at Hillcrest uh, Academy on the 6th. So um, looking for competitive games there and uh, maybe maybe some wins, uh, especially on the girls' side there. So that'll be a big one um, for them. Um, Durant. Uh, Durant plays West Liberty out of the break for boys and girls. And um, that'll be, that'll be those, that, both those games are on the 10th the at home for Durant. So I think for both teams, that'll be uh, a pretty good, um, pretty good indication of what, uh, what's to come for both of those teams. Um, West Liberty girls would probably like to get a win there, but, um, but you know, that Isabel DeLong for, for Durant, she uh, set a school record a couple weeks ago for scoring 37 points a game. Um, and then as we talked about uh, West Liberty has Kelsey Jones who can score that any given game. So that'll be a, a big game for both teams. Um, and then obviously conference game and kind of a rivalry there, a little, you know, pretty short distance between each team. So um, that'll be a good test for, for both teams. Um, for Loiza Muscatine, um, their next game for boys and girls are, are at Waco on the third. Waco's got a really, really good boys team. So they're, again, um, tough schedule kind of continues. And they, they even play L&M plays West Liberty on the, on the second. So that, that Monday coming up, um, and that could be a, a good test for the boys team, um, for, uh, for Louisa Muscatine, uh, probably both teams feel like that could be a winnable game, but, um, but nice, nice little, uh, um, kind of test between the, the River Valley and, and SEIC there. Um, both teams, both conferences have uh, some good teams in it and, and are pretty deep. Um, so that, that's a nice uh, non-conference um, competitive game, should be competitive game coming up, coming out of break for both of those teams. Um, I guess uh, Wilton, um, Wilton boys team, uh, I, they should maybe expect to win uh, most of their games uh, after break coming up. Um, but uh, let's see, it's not. Um, but uh, their next game is, let's see, uh, they're at Cal Wheat coming up out of break. And so um, for both the boys and girls, that'll be a nice, um, nice indication. And then 
playing in the um, Iowa-Illinois shootout, or at least the girls are on the 7th. And then they have West Branch on the 10th. Um, so uh, it'll be a pretty pretty big um, pretty big run here coming up out of, out of break for both the, the Wilton boys and girls with, oh. the, with the Iowa-Illinois shootout and everything in Coweet coming up. Well, we just got about a minute left. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about? Um, no, not really. We had a couple area kids in uh, West Liberty's Drake Collins and Drance Nolan DeLong played down in uh, in Dallas, Texas in uh, a high school football all-star game, blue-gray all-American game. So uh, congrats to them, and uh, that's about it. All right, well, we've been talking to the Muscatine Journal's Ryan Timmerman. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Ryan. Yep, no problem.